You're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine. They gon' cover the story, not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime, time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now, raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. Been a while, but we are back, baby. We got Danny here introduce himself in a minute. Man, 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 it feels good to be back. And let me tell you something, man. Welcome to Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. I was down and out for a while after Christmas, so uh, that's why you ain't heard me. And it was kind of good to get my mouth going. I know the Cowboys fans, I gave you a little jump talk, hooray, hurrah. That jump, that talk, that jump talk, excuse me, wasn't just a just a Cowboys thing. It was, it was a I'm glad to be alive type of thing. You don't have a clue, people. You don't have a clue at all because the ball was down. Raw thoughts, but nothing can stop the power of the raw mind, baby. So with that being said, Danny, man, how you doing? Plug yourself in. Let everybody know who you are. Ryan, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I can. I, I can't hear you. That's the reason why I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing out here. Hold on. Uh, can you hear me now? See. Yeah, give me one second. Okay, you know my man. Um, well, either way, he's gonna he's gonna introduce himself when he get back. We're gonna talk NFL talk, NFL playoffs, coaching moves, things like that. And again, it's good to be back, man, because your boy was down. That's why I talked all my junk about the Cowboys. You don't have a clue; they ain't just about the Cowboys. It was good to be allowed to talk about the Cowboys. It's gonna be a good game Sunday, but it's a lot of games we're gonna talk about: coaching moves, NFL. You know, talk. So, wait for my guy to get back. Uh, we definitely going to talk about it's a lot of moves out here, people. It's a lot of moves. Um, oh, here you go, Danny. My fault. I ain't even on um, to that. There Ray, we go. Um, told us, Ray said you he can hear us, man. All right, so man, welcome, Danny. The power of raw mind is back. You know, plug yourself in, let everybody know who you are, man. For those who don't know, I'm Danny Thompson, uh, social media manager for Sports Radio 96.5, 850 AM in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, also co host of Sports Insight 757, uh, NBA writer and senior NBA writer for the three-pointconversion.com. Uh, man, I'm just, I'm happy to be with this dude right here because I've been wanting to catch up with this guy for the longest. And, you know, Ryan, it's good to be on with you, bro. <laughs> man, I'm definitely, I'm definitely honored for the, um, the, the genuous, the genuous, the genuine thoughts. I couldn't even get it out. See, it's been so wild, man. I got to get my pronunciation correctly, raw thoughts. So, um, Anyway, before we get started, man, shout out to my guy, 
Philip Lampron out of PHP Eastern North Carolina. You want to create generational wealth, life insurance, insurance on your life, man. You know, hit him up, man. You see the thing right here on the on the scroll of the ticker. You know, hit him up at 919-738-1507. Also on his oh Lord, I didn't miss misplaced it, man. What did I do with it? Oh, did I? Did I not? Oh man. I know he'll miss up. Anyway, raw thoughts on this end too. So his email is lampron for life, lampronforlife.com. Use the promo code raw mind. Use the promo code raw mind. You'll get a great discount. And I'm telling you, man, he'll sit down, map everything out, and put it to a situation where you will be comfortable. Great life insurance guy. Hit my guy up, Philip A. Lampron. It's going to be on the ticket for a while. So, you know, you got your email and info right there. Raw thoughts. So, with that being said, Danny, coaching moves, man. It went kaboom, kabam, shalaka, boom, boom, whatever it is. Um, I mean, you know what? It's always that time of year, but, like, they're firing coaches on Black Black Tuesday now. Coaches getting fired Mm -hmm. on Tuesday. So, what's interesting is, before I get started, is me and Danny was talking. I didn't find out because I'm just getting back in the house. That at one time, the... John said they're gonna keep Judge. He's out the door. You know, Gettleman is gone. And which, by the way, my dad is a diehard Giants fan. And he's been talking about Gettleman should have been gone. My uncle in New York saying the same thing. So now we found out they have some um vacant spots available. So you can put your application in if you want to, Danny. So the Giants are available for you. So if you want to be a coach, you know, there you go. But it's multiple vacancies here, you know. So we got the Giants, Judge out, the LA Raiders. All of this in the playoffs. So right now, that coach is still coaching. You know, Zimmerman is out in Minnesota, which is a good intriguing job. Which you know, although Zimmerman did make the playoffs several years, it just get it just didn't get it done. Then we got Nagy, which everybody probably thought knew was probably going to be out the door. Floors, I'm just hurt for Floors, but I feel like Floors is about to get another head coach job somewhere in this these vacancies. You know, Denver with Vic Fangio, he's a defensive-minded guy, so I won't shout. I thought he was going to go out the door last year, but eventually what it was, we know I think they're like one quarterback away. That's not one quarterback, an elite quarterback. Let me rephrase that because difference between quarterbacks, you can find quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but no, finding no. an elite quarterback was just like pure T, you know, what it is. Then you got, of course, probably the most – unwanted job in the NFL, but if you're a person like me and you, Danny, we'll probably go down there and make a couple million. That's a Jacksonville Jaguars job, because everybody always come and go. We don't expect the Jaguars to just turn around and become a Super Bowl team just like that, so you know. So tell me your thoughts on the coaching carousel and what you feel about some of the um the jobs. But first, let's talk. let me put it like this. Let's talk about that and just give me the most intriguing job that you'll take. The most intriguing job to me, I would have said Jacksonville if they would have fired the GM. But since the GM is still in Jacksonville, that job. Well, he saved a lot of money. Job. I hate Trent Balky. I remember he was with San Francisco with Patrick Willis and the guys back in the day. We went to first. He's got to go. He has been yeah. trash. He can save so money. He's not he there. is that. He is that. I agree. Raw thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So since he's there and the Giants are a mess. But right now. But the Giants have an ace up the sleeve, and we're, right. we're potentially with, with Russell Wilson's wife wanting to be in New York City. Ooh! She read so for Broadway. I, she read for Russell to get out that cold weather. Well, not cold listen, weather. New York cold too. His wife wants to be <laughs> out of wife wants to be out of Seattle. 
All right. <laughs> We're both married. Ryan, you married. I'm married. You already know how this works. Right. When you have, when your wife wants something, most cases, mm -hmm. it's got to happen. Then and there. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but, to me, but to me, the job, I think, is the most intriguing actually is Minnesota. Hmm. And the reason why it's intriguing, because you have an all-pro running back in, in Davin Cook. Mm-hmm. You got two really good receivers in Justin Jefferson, and you have you know Adam Thielen. Okay, right, right. You have a really good offensive line and a solid defense. The real question is, can you win with Kirk Cousins as quarterback? Mister, you like that? Mister, you like that? Listen, you know what though? <laughs> it's only one more year left, so Oof. I can survive the win with Cousins. You can make the playoffs with the Vikings roster as is. You mentioned Denver is an elite quarterback away, but do you trust John Elway to get that elite quarterback for you? For one, um, now I might be wrong, so we may be agree disagreeing on that. So, with all due respect, raw thoughts, because I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. I think John Elway resigned a while back, so he's not there no more. Do you? But do you trust the Denver front office to go get you a quarterback? That's the issue what I have here. So this is what I had. Like everything you said. You were absolutely right. I ain't gonna front. I was shocked, even though Zimmerman is out. I still was shocked they fired him like right now because of the pieces. But I also said to myself, like, because you know, nobody, let's be real, realistically, nobody talked about it in the news all year about Zimmerman on the hot seat. You know, so that's why I'm shocked. Like, you know, most stuff that hit you, you know, Maya, you know, his situation, he was out the door. They've been talking about Nagy, they've been talking about fans going to Denver. Mm hmm. Judge was up in the air, you know, so his his job was still like people was talking about. These are the top news and sports vacancies that people thought they were going to get fired. They predicted Zimmerman's job never came up in the news. Like nobody thought that Zimmerman was going to get fired. Although, but now this is the first year they make the playoffs. Now, this is the thing with the this is the toughest thing with the Denver Broncos. That's the best job to have. But the question is. What elite quarterback want to go play in that how that mile high altitude and in that cold weather? So I said to myself, like, the, do I see Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay to go to Denver from one cold city to another? No. The reason why Aaron Rodgers set up his contract, win or lose the Super Bowl, he set up to where like I may opt out. I may pull a Tom Brady. I was in this cold weather forever in my career. I'm going where it's hot and warm. So I can see Aaron Rodgers going somewhere hot and warm. Denver is not that. So when I looked at it, I don't know who. I don't. Russell Wilson, Sierra, not letting Russell Wilson go to Denver. She probably. He might as well live. He So, but you do still have famous James if he's healthy. I don't know. Maybe he could go to Denver. Maybe he'll take that that risk because he was hurt. Maybe he has some value. And then there's one more quarterback that's out there. I said, let's see, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Another tricky spot for those two since you brought those up is that those two are hot commodities. Everybody, their mama's going to be coming after them. And I, I did a joke on a 49ers episode I did. It was like, Russell, don't play against the 49ers. Sierra, you got everything. You got a lot of things that people, men, want. You got Sierra. You got a celebrity. You got everything you want. Go elsewhere and play and win. So I look at that. I'm going to tell you a team that even this night came up with that situation, I feel like. They could probably be in the running because I don't think they have a quarterback on their roster they believe in. That's Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know what they're going to give up, but Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh or Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh. Now, if it's, it's, if it's, now if it's a choice, uh, it'll be just principles of marketing. 
um you know with new york new york has the principle of marketing like like new york is a great place to make a lot of money for you know endorsements and stuff like that but seeing russell in pittsburgh with those weapons or seeing aaron Rodgers in, the, in pittsburgh with those weapons it'll be enticing to aaron and i see that ray lynn said uh ray lynn said aaron Rodgers gonna gonna shock the world and go back to green bay maybe maybe not but i did now he did bring up somebody i i forgot because I, I apologize Deshaun Watson, if right now everything's been quiet, honestly, we ain't heard nothing else about this situation since the incident, since the whole mm-hmm. season. We ain't heard nobody say not a word. So that's another situation. Now, if you get now you got Deshaun Watson out there, then you have Aaron Rodgers, you have Russell Wilson. I can see Deshaun Watson if everything goes well. I can see him in Denver. I can see, and I'm going to let you go ahead and get everything out. Okay. I can see him in Denver. I can see him in Denver. Now that we brought up that, um, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he want to go nowhere with cold again. So if he gonna stay, if it's gonna be a cold area, he might as well stay in Green Bay. Pretty much what Ray Lynn said, he'll be shot the world and go back to Green Bay. You know, but Russell, I definitely feel like Russell is like, you know what, I'm done in Seattle. It's time to go. Go ahead, Danny. I apologize. So here's my theory, and here's what I'm thinking. I think Deshaun Watson, if he doesn't end up in Houston, because remember. He wanted to go to Miami to be with Flores. Ah, now he's okay, going. So what happens if Houston fires Cully and brings in Flores? Hmm. Do you think? Do you think he'll still stay in Houston? I mean, he got a big contract. I mean, it's not. You're not going to win a championship, but you'll be there. Trade him. So well, I mean, you you you'll win a you'll win. Excuse me, in Houston you ain't winning that. Let me take that back. You you well, gonna win in Houston? But I'm just saying the idea of keeping Deshaun in Houston. So. I'm thinking like this. I think Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't end up in San Francisco, because that so is you home think for San him, Francisco. I mean, listen, you know that's he, that's where he lives in the off season. It's home mm. for him. Mm. He went to Cal. It does make the most sense. It's crazy. Like him and Tom Brady really want to play for San Francisco, and they all buzz on it. Even years ago, Peyton Manning could have went to San Francisco under Jim Harbaugh. I mean, San Francisco. And we never picked neither one of. I, yeah, a, it, I know my cousin lived there. <laughs> it's a it's, yeah, you know, it's a gorgeous city. You know, it's it's a great place. You know, you, you want to go out there and drink wine and be great, bro. who you want to be. Honorist. Right, right. You know, I can see Aaron in San Francisco. I don't know what Miami does for him. How he feels about Miami. You know, I think New either if it's not San Francisco or San Green Bay, I would say New Orleans, unless. Hmm. Unless that'd be dangerous. McAmara unless they really, unless Aaron, unless Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson wants to, or Deshaun Watson wants to be bold and go play in the district in DC. Whoa, whoa! So you let me tell you why. So you DC think ha- that? So my question is: You think that if you put those that quarterback or those quarterbacks now, you know Russell is from Richmond area, so I want to yeah. say so that's home. So, so you're saying this. if you put him in that position. The Washington football team, or whatever name they're going to be in February, are contenders. Think about this. If, if, if Sierra wants to be on the East Coast, like she wants to be you know, in New York, and Russell doesn't want to deal with the foolishness of a new GM or whatever's going on in D.C., in New York, I after Jalen Hurts got the Eagles to the playoffs, I don't think they moved Jalen Hurts right now. They've been talking, right. you know, they, they've always said, uh, they talked upgrade to Sean right. Watson. You know, you heard about that. I don't think they move him there. Does Russell really want to go play in Miami? It's warm. 
it's Miami. Sierra would love Miami. The kids would love Miami. It's warm. Right. But what about if you want to win a Super Bowl? What is the one thing you need to win a Super Bowl? And Russell Wilson had it throughout his career. It's a defense. Washington has a defense. Chase Young. So you're telling me the same defense that we were talking about playoff teams earlier, they gave up almost 60 points against the Cowboys, got a defense. The Washington football team. Was Chase Young playing that game? Yeah, yeah, Chase Young has been out, but that's whoo, whoo. Think about this. Plus, if Russell I mean, Wilson, he's one guy, but 60 plus points. You got to think, Russell Wilson is almost, Russell Wilson wins with little, with little talent, you know, with like with little superstar players. When he won in Seattle, the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. who was his number one receiver there? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a second, let you sip on something. Baldwin. Baldwin was his number one receiver. Doug Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. Stand okay. With that. Yeah, I knew. He, I knew that. <laughs> he goes. To, he goes to Washington. He already has Terry McLaurin. Lauren, right? You already have solid tight ends. Logan Thomas. You have and a pretty solid running game with Gibson. Right. McKissick out the backfield and a solid offensive line. Ron Rivera knows how to coach quarterbacks who are mobile. Hmm. You put Russell Wilson in the NFC East. They win the division next year. Whoa! You put the Sean Watson. I'm glad I'm back, boy. This is a new one. Say it one more time. Say it again. That's what they said on Friday. Say it again. Say it again. You put the Sean Watson or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers in that division. They're better than any other team in the division. Even America's team, Afghanistan's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas could go recruit the whole country of Canada to go play for the Cowboys. (laughs) You put any of the quarterbacks behind Washington, and they win the division. Deshaun Watson threw for 5,000 yards on that trash team in Houston with no defense and really no offense. McLaurin's a 1,000-yard receiver. Logan Thomas, if he stays healthy, is a 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, Has to be a 1,000-yard receiver. And Washington has cap space. Right. So you don't think Washington would go out and go, I don't know, there's a receiver in Jacksonville? I feel like they are going after somebody, but the question is... But think about this, uh, Ryan. Jacks, uh, the Washington has a lot of cap space as well. There's a receiver in Jacksonville who got hurt, who was a thousand yard receiver and a Pro Bowl wide receiver that might not mm-hmm. be back in Jacksonville by mm-hmm. the name of DJ Shark. Yeah, you put him on the opposite side, of Terry McLaurin, and let Russell Wilson just win football games. That's it. Russell hasn't had he had a solid he had a decent running game, but you give him Gibson and McKissick. Washington can win. Washington can win in Washington. And that's what I would say, too. And um, shout out to Active Pure Technology and Kendra Walston. You can call her at 919-434-3972. Her website is www.valora.com. Active Pure Technology. It's amazing stuff that can suck all the germs and stuff out of the air. And they also have HT Fuel that they use in a lot of college facilities. HT Fuel is water, healthy water that helps these athletes play at their best at their best a game each and every night and this is the stuff that keeps you a lot of healthy and trust me her stuff is amazing and it's great we have to add the fuel technology again ht fuel contact kendra walsh at 919-434-3972 visit her website www.valora.com slash prissy inc use the promo code raw mind use the promo code raw mind you'll get a 15 percent discount on all of these products, and trust me, it is well worth it to have it in there. But um, I'm gonna go to these things real quick. I mean, to these comments real quick. Okay. Um, Danny, you know, first comment is from Ray Lynn. 
my guy Ray Lynn said, Ray. what if the Browns put themselves in the market of a um, marquee QB? I'm going to let you talk about that, and I'm going to talk about the other comments down here. If they did, <sighs> then that becomes an attractive job. I mean, that, that becomes, I mean, Nick Chubb, you got, but the problem is there's not an Odell Beckham at receiver. You know, Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry is what he is. Mm-hmm. But there is nobody to go over the top. Now, maybe Cleveland has to go get one of those guys. But they yeah. got talent everywhere. They made they gave everything Baker Mayfield needed to win. That's on Baker. Um, you put Aaron Rodgers in in Cleveland, man. With that deep, with with, with Miles Garrett on the other end, that's that's pretty lethal. Right, it um, is. They, they make him a Super Bowl contender. And here's the next one for my guy Darren Thomas. That's my main guy, my main man. We die hard Forty Nine fans. Here's the next question for you, Danny Thompson. He thinks San Francisco will get Watson and Rogers. Do you think that will happen? Well, we gotta figure out what Deshaun Watson what what's Deshaun Watson's legal situation is first. Mm. And then two, you also gotta make sure that you have the, the arsenal of draft picks to make it happen. I think they gave up another trade list. Like, I don't know we need to give up anymore. As a 49ers fan talking is that you just spent a first round mm. pick on Trey Lance last year. Right. Like, are you willing to give Trey Lance up and multiple first-rounders to go get Deshaun Watson? Are you willing to trade what's on that? Are you willing to trade some key guys on the defensive line? Mm-hmm. Ain't no are way. You, I mean... I love Chris Kirk, Chris Kirtuck. He's probably the best D-line man in the world because he has changed, honestly, these last few games. He has changed so many... Him and DeMarco Ryans. By the way, I was going to talk about, I feel like not this year, but maybe... He's going to get a head coach's job because I don't know what he's done in San Francisco with an injury-prone defense, but it has got done the job enough with the skies of coverage. He's going to be one. I'm going to give you another one too, Danny. That's why I'm at it. Okay. Um, Ray Lynn says, Seattle's success was all defense. Russ has never carried them to success. Listen, you need a quarterback not to make mistakes. All you want Russell Wilson to do is win football games. You don't need him to throw for 350 yards. You don't need him to, you know, try to outgunsling Patrick Mahomes. You just need him to play like Russell Wilson. That's making smart decisions, knowing when to run, get the ball to the right players. Mm-hmm. And that's how Seattle won the Super Bowl. He did it on the offensive end. And, of course, we all know how good that Legion of Boom defense is. But Washington has a lot of those same characteristics. They don't have the corners. Mm-hmm. But you have an elite – you have a, you have a game-breaker on the defensive line. And Chase Young. Montez Sweat is high level. They, like you mentioned, your, your defensive line is good in San Francisco. Washington, when healthy, has got a good pass rush as well, too. They do. They do. And like I said, it's you don't need Russell Wilson to throw for 5,000 yards. You just want Russell Wilson to have like four or five interceptions all season long. He throws five or four or five interceptions. You're going to win two. You're going to win a lot of games. This ain't Teddy Bridgewater. Right, right. And that's what I was saying. So, people, everybody's listening to it. We're going through the comments. And, by the way, if you missed some of the episode, you know, all of this episode will be on all my podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, TuneIn, Podbean, uh, that, and Raw Thoughts on. The other one is uh, Google Podcasts. So, yeah, you'll be able to catch up on everything else on that. So, all questions are there. So my guy Derek comes back and says something that we talked about earlier that you was talking about is that he said, we talked about this off air. Mm-hmm. He said, Jimmy G probably will go to the Washington football team. And you literally said that. 
for some Yeah, we talked about potentially swapping Jimmy G and Tyler Heineke. You mentioned right, right, right. if Trey Lance is your starting quarterback, you're going to need somebody to be a backup. Right. And Heineke at this point, he's solid, but he's not your guy. He is a good right. filling starter. You know, if, if somebody gets hurt, you know, he can fill the season out. But he's not a number – he's not a th- one of the best 32 in the entire NFL. You're right about it. I'm going to go back to this next question before I go to my next sponsor. I know Ray Lynn said San Francisco just moved up to get Lance. Sorry, get that. So he said that's not going to happen. Hold on a second. Let me see what it is. My man, Daquan. He said, Mr. Raw Mind, the one and only, baby. You know, Cowboys going home was what I told you the other day. You know, I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling better. You know, I feel like a new, <laughs> I can move a little bit. You know, um, Ray Lynn said, Danny, he's surprised that Danny hasn't mentioned the Falcons should be in the market for a QB. LOL. Ray Lynn, Raw Thoughts. We discussed on the air. He said, don't, don't say that about this Falcons. So, with that being said, you said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> but I did the talk Falcons about don't need a quarterback. The Falcons don't need a quarterback. And besides, so trade that, back, Ray, Matt, Ryan, Matt Ryan could go for about three, four more years. Okay, so here's the thing. What Matt Ryan's situation is, Atlanta's married to Matt Ryan for one more year. The cap number's too big to trade him and get rid of him. Unless we give him to San Francisco. You said everybody in San Francisco, ain't you, for Trey Lance? You didn't say Aaron Rodgers. You didn't say the Shep. Well, you didn't say the Shep. Atlanta's not the for a quarterback. Atlanta's got to protect their quarterback first. Atlanta's got to have a running game to protect their quarterback, too. Atlanta, if if we're going to mention the Falcons, which I didn't think we were going to, Atlanta ran the ball (laughs) with a a former wide receiver as your lead back. Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson was our lead back all season. (laughs) Atlanta won seven games with Calvin Ridley gone for two-thirds of the season. He's talking about he want to be traded. Do you think that happens? Hey, listen, if he wants to go, we don't sell him for nothing. His contract is actually he's only making what ten million dollars next year. Right. That's easy money. Anybody take him up. Yes, that's easy money. So I'm thinking a one of the four. A one a one of the four with uh-huh. a conditional second rounder. I'm sorry, a conditional fifth rounder that goes to a second rounder or a first rounder if Ridley goes and signs long term wherever he goes. There are teams who can use Cal Ridley as a one. If he doesn't want to be in Atlanta, it is what it is. You know, we can just build around Kyle Pitts. We can find receivers. Atlanta can go find the cap space. We actually have financial flexibility for once. We can go sign a wide receiver. Somebody will take Arthur Blank's money. All right? Arthur Blank's money. My man, Arthur. By the way, San Francisco coming to Atlanta next season, so I'm ready Listen, for Listen, Calvary can end up in San Francisco. I mean, you got to think everybody wants to play San Francisco for some reason, but they still like, want a Super Bowl. Yeah, because they feel – and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe they – Kyle Shanahan has a, a – like, everybody always talk about in, in, in the world we live today, the privilege, like by Mike Shanahan being the office coordinator back in 94 last time he won the Super Bowl and in the 80s. Kyle Shanahan, I saw a picture today. Kyle Shanahan was the equipment kid. The equipment guy putting on equipment on the professional football players way back then as a kid. So he's been groomed as a San Francisco guy. That's why he's still around. Like he's like a, a family guy that it's gonna be hard to get rid of, like because of the the, the legacy his dad is a part of those coaching staffs. But anyway, and outside of it, and if you win it too, it does it kind of helps when you win it too. Right, right. And I think when he has a good team, uh and I, that's the part, like sometimes he gets on my nerves. But at the same time, he does have players who can make plays 
which allows him to look successful. Like at the year after year, this is like when like the Super Bowl year they was healthy. This year they got in the playoffs in a fight, but they're still getting healthy. And he has turned he has really turned Debo Samuel or Debo Samuel himself, even though he was at South Carolina. But Debo Samuel, he's not Jonathan Taylor. But the versatility of him has allowed him to, if people would, if somebody would say Debo Samuel was in the MVP race, MVP race, I wouldn't even be mad. Because, like, the things he has done for the San Francisco 49ers from getting the ball in the backfield, it ain't like you got to hope a quarterback throw it to him. Kyle Sanders said, you know what? We just gonna, he's a playmaker. Let's just give him the ball out of the backfield. You know, and then stuff like that does matter because if he's getting the ball in the backfield and still making plays, it makes you say, yo, this kid is something different. You know, and I feel like that's with all the injuries on the team, and win or lose, good or bad, Debo Samuel has been that guy. But that's a conversation for later. But, um, I mean, I mean to, Debo, to Debo Samuel's point, Debo Samuel's what we all yeah. thought Percy Harvard was going to be. Oh, boy, right. right, when Percy right. Harvey was, before Percy Harvey had migraines, you know, and injuries, Debo Samuel is what Percy Harvey, we thought Percy Harvey was going to be. I literally forgot about Percy Harvey. You were right. You're right. And um, um, so with that being I'm, said, I'm going to go back to Ray Lynn real quick before I go into my sponsor. Uh-huh. Every team, we can win it all. That is true. And I know, he said, we all know if any wide receivers in the MVP combo, it's the other dude in NC West. What you talking about, Cooper Cup, because he played under your favorite guy, Ray, Mr. Stafford, who Mr. Stafford allowed us to get into the party. Now we can go to the VIP. We had, we got in the party for free, baby. We got there before 12. You know, now we can dance a little bit. With no question. I, I No kidding. Cooper Cup has been phenomenal all year. Oh, yeah. But the thing that I feel like in my mind when it comes to football on field, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, man. I know I'm messing with you, Ray. I'm messing with you. I know, you know, Coop has, he been balling. But I just look at, like, a kid like Debo is a playoff type of wide receiver. Like, he don't just catch the ball, you put him in the backfield. You ain't got to put Cup in the backfield. Cup doesn't go in the backfield. It's just, I'm, I ain't going to lie, I have been truly amazed at Debo Samuel. Because of this year, I mean, I knew he was good, but the little things he does, even the other day, they was down 17 now. He threw a touchdown pass. Like, little things like that makes you say, yo, what in the world? So, when I say this to Dallas fans, when I get to later, he is a tough cover because you thinking, you may be talking, man, we're going to shut him down a wide receiver. The dude just doesn't just, just, just catch the ball. You They they find ways, Kyle Shanahan finds ways to get this kid the ball and let him make plays himself. Like, that's what makes him dangerous. I mean, I mean, I mean you're not wrong either way. I mean, Samuel's the MVP candidate, but I don't think he's more – I mean, he's if you look at the value part, yes, I get the value yeah. part. But I think Cooper Cup has just been – I think if, if the MVP is one thing, Cooper Cup must be Offensive Player of the Year. Because, no question. I'm, I didn't question that. I, 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 mean, I get it. Because what Cooper Cup has done, I don't think no one thought Cooper Cup was going to be record-breaking level right. this year. And the crazy thing is, like him, McVay, they run the same offense just a different way and different audibles and stuff because they all came from the West Coast offense style. Like Shanahan and those guys, even though the RG3, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, all of them was in Washington. So they have their own styles of the West Coast offense. They just have their, 
you know that tweak, you know, and yeah. it, it, it hits that way. Um, before I go, let me go to my sponsor quick. Shout out to Monica Ritz Essential Collections. Man, she has amazing bath products from skincare to oils to shampoo, whatever you name it. Use the promo code Raw Mine. It's on the ticker for people who are watching. For you people who are watching, listen to me audio wise. Go to www.essentialcollections.squaresite. Essential collections.squaresite. If you're on the podcast, you'll see in my podcast notes about the show, you'll see all her information. Tap on the user promo code Raw Mind, you get a 15% discount on all the products. Um, now Ray comes back and said, What's crazy in this year's earliest Atlanta was using Patterson the way San Francisco is using Debo, which is that. Um, now he That's says, true, But the thing is, Atlanta don't have San Francisco's offensive line either. Nah, nah, I will. I never I ain't even got it there yet. Jonathan Taylor will have some. No question. I was talking about the, um Jonathan Taylor. I was earlier. thinking Taylor's more of the MVP, the offensive. Right? Player. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do too. I feel like what hurt me was I ain't gonna lie. I was hurt, even though I ain't a Colts fan. They lost to the Jaguars this week. All they had to do was beat the Jaguars. I think, and they were in. And when they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jonathan Taylor wasn't big time Jonathan Taylor like he was in other games. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, come, you are the leading wrestler, probably broke some records. And we're here now. You're going home, and you lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But see, that hurt me the most because I wanted to see that in the playoffs. That's play calling because Taylor should have had the ball 30 times against the Jaguars. Right. I'm surprised Frank Wright ain't gone, but, you know, Frank Wright's a little different. Frank we'll Wright wants to get Carson Wentz his, 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 uh, his moment, and Carson Wentz, <laughs> does, Carson Wentz does best. He, um, my man, Derek Thomas said, "Do you think Ramsey is overrated?" That is his question. No. June Bugsy elite. June Bugsy elite corner. You know, I'll, I mean, there is a corner in Dallas who I think is overrated, but that's another story for another day. And Ray in the answer, he's only only rated if you think he the goat because he clearly is the best cover in the game. True, but I did see him. You know, I had to throw my little hint for Fort Niners fans. Did we yeah, not no, see no, that Ramsey, play where he Debo Debo ran him ran through him. he he made a play to stop him to get him out of bounds, but I think he took the worst. <laughs> I mean, because you mentioned big play, big players make plays in big games. Ramsey had that interception on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that that, that tip, I forgot about that. And yeah, I he t- we, like, I mean, he tipped it. He tipped, fell through, tipped, touched it nine times, and caught it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that that was that was amazing. The one interception I was thinking about was the one that um. James, you just threw in the air just to get hit, not hit from the thumb. Hope they don't happen um, Sunday. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to the AFC playoffs here. And again, um, what I was going to say, uh, shout out again to my guy, Philip Lamprey, you know, PHP Eastern, amazing life insurance. He gives you everything. Each day he asks, you know, we ask ourselves each day to imagine the next two generations could look like for families in our community. If we can bring a new level of wealth. Raw thoughts, he is right, because a lot of people are not going to be able to understand this, but Ed, sometimes you just have to make changes. He's the one to make the change. Call mm-hmm. Philip, man, at 919-738-1507, 919-738-1507. Also, you know, look at his website, www.lampruntforlife.com, www.lampruntforlife.com. Use the promo code RAWMIND. Use the promo code RAWMIND. You'll get a 15% discount. But now we're going to go into the playoff stuff before we keep going to the comments. Um, <clears throat> let's start off with the Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. I mean, so I guess we'll start there. 
the Pittsburghs thanking their lucky stars they got one more week to be on national television. Because we Because <laughs> here's we the say thing. it one more time, wrong thoughts. They got one more week to be glad to be on national television. Big Ben gets his one final hurrah. He should have <laughs> went out he should have went out the way he did on Monday night with a standing ovation and then winning yesterday winning Sunday. Because if you if winning the last two weeks is your present for winning the last two weeks is going to Arrowhead with that bum shoulder of his, they're going to get rocked. Raw thoughts? There's no raw thoughts. <laughs> no, that that that's that's gonna be to me. That's almost the easiest game to pick this weekend. Um, the easiest game to pick this weekend. Yeah, because I'm gonna real, real, I think real quick on this one. Go ahead. Kansas City is peaking at the right time. Patrick Mahomes finally found himself. After killing my fantasy team for that for the mid part of the season, which cost me the fantasy playoffs, I'm gonna tell you what who didn't kill mine, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, but you know he's he's found you know Travis Kelsey's finding his groove. Tyreek Hill seems like he's he's recovered from COVID. You know he was slowed down for a few weeks after coming back from COVID. Yeah, yeah. And the defense is starting to be the defense again. They're starting to rush rush the passer, and they're looking like normal. And Pittsburgh. Outside of Najee Harris, who pretty much does everything. If he's not running the ball, he's catching the ball. Chase Claypool is an up-and-down roller coaster. You know, Deontay Johnson drops a lot of passes. For as good as he is, he drops a lot of passes. The mo- the most, the best person with the best hands of the team is a tight end fire smooth. Besides so, um, Najee. And I know Najee, they had, I don't know, they set him down the other day talking about fumble issues the other night, but that's a whole other story. Well, I mean, I'm gonna go fumble issues, but, you know, but Najee touched the ball so much, he gets hit so much, of course, he go fumble. Yeah, uh, Ray Lynn said, Coach Dining one with Teller goes over 100 yards, 0-7 when he doesn't. That's crazy. So I'm going to go back to that part. So I got my guy, Doc, Doc Quentin Sutherland said, no way Pittsburgh beats Kansas City. So what if this happens? You know, you know how the, you know how it goes with like raw thoughts when a player announces something early in the season, and all of a sudden they just get this different mojo. So you don't see this mojo going in the area. You don't see Big Ben just hurrah pulling the biggest upset of all, Man, giving the AFC champs. Pittsburgh called Jerome Bettis and Hines <laughs> Ward, and they promised they're still not winning this game on on, on, on Sunday night. Uh, I'm Damn. surprised this is the Sunday night game, to be honest with you. We all um, know. We can talk about the Chargers and Staley's. I mean, all because the all because of the Chargers coach want to call a timeout with the clock running out. This is what we this is what we get uh, this is what we get subjected to watching Big Ben get dragged around Arrowhead. So no, I think Mahomes throws for over 300 yards. I think he throws for three touchdowns. Um, I think they finally found the running game again. <laughs> I think Williams. Or Hilaire, whoever is the lead back, I think will hit 80 plus yards and maybe a touchdown or two. The Chiefs put up 35, almost 40 points on Sunday. TJ Watt will get us, I think Watt will get a sack, but I think they'll lose by double digits. My man said, better pay the refs, Daquin Sutherland. And um, my man Derek Thomas said, this is Big Ben's last ride. So the next game, I, I think Chiefs going to win too, so I ain't got much to say, raw thoughts. This is the intriguing game, but. It's something I want to talk about that I hope the brackets make it fit right. If the brackets fit like it is, I'm going to predict my AFC championship. Okay. Bengals and Raiders. So this game is weird. <laughs> it's a weird game because you want to trust Cincinnati to, to do what they're supposed to do, but it is the Cincinnati Bengals for all, for all we know. Right, right. You know, 
I the, the last time the Bengals won a playoff game, I want to say it was their Super Bowl run in the eighties. I think that's mm. the last time they won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. It was before we were before we had cell phones. I know that. No, I'm gonna tell you that you, you are right because this is crazy how this year works. Cincinnati Bengals get to the playoffs. They won. They go to the Super Bowl. I'm gonna tell you a fun fact. The 49ers, when they had to fight, they was uh, fighting to get into the playoffs. This is the same year the 49ers in 88 89 season. They fought to get in the playoffs. They eventually go to the Super Bowl, play the Bengals, and win. But they was in the same seed, the sixth seed that year, and walked to the Super Bowl, which is kind of ironic. But go ahead. I mean, but <laughs> the big, but I don't, I don't see Joe Montana, Jerry Rice anywhere in Cincinnati. <laughs> but with the Raiders, Darren Waller's not healthy. You know, Josh Jacobs had a good game on Sunday night, but the Chargers have the worst run defense in the entire NFL, in my opinion. So, that's you're going to have a good game. You know, you're going to have those types of games. The real question is, is Cincinnati going to be able to use what they did in the regular season in the playoffs? You need to run the football. And they, you know, no, no offense to Joe Mixon, they forgot how to use Joe Mixon in the last couple weeks of the mm. season because Joe Burrow is throwing for 350 every single week. You got to run the football in the playoffs. Mixon will be fine. I think if they keep Max Crosby from pressuring Joe Burrow, because I think I think I read a stat was he had forty more quarterback pressures than T.J. Watt this year. Hmm. Forty more for the guy who signed the sack record. By the way, if Crosby stays out of the backfield and stay out of Burrow's hair, and Mixon runs the ball early, they're going to hit the Raiders with play action. And man, Jamar Chase in a play action situation, or Higgins, Tyler Boyd, man. And raw thoughts here, man. And you are right. This is why I'm going opposite. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow remembers. It's crazy because Joe Burrow was throwing these passes to Jamar Chase in the last championship at LSU. Now they go draft his favorite target for the Cincinnati Bengals, who could have broke records and he was hype or whatever. I just feel like the Cincinnati Bengals, Zach Taylor, do the right thing, get Mixon involved early. I'm just saying this young Cincinnati Bengals team, unlike any other team, they really this is the first they really have a explosive offense. I think Joe Burrow and them, although the Raiders snuck in, could be dangerous because they snuck in with Derek Carr. But I feel like they don't have the matchups to beat Cincinnati. I'm gonna tell you now this is the only team, Cincinnati is the only team, even though they beat them earlier, I mean last week, that could contend with the Kansas Chiefs point for point Ooh. in the AFC. I got the Cincinnati Bengals. You hear me first, raw thoughts, people. If the bracket sets up right, I don't know if the bracket sets up right, but the bracket can set up to where, like, they don't have to play each other to the AFC Championship, you got Cincinnati and you got the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. This is the only team that go point, I hate to say it, raw thoughts, Point for point, because they have an offense that can get the job done. Kansas City's offense against Cincinnati is a bad matchup. We'll talk about other bad matchups later. I just feel like Joe Burrow gets the ball to mixing with his screen, whatever, against a Kansas City team is a is a dangerous matchup. But I will say this about Derek Carr. Derek Carr, even though Wallace is hurt, for some He's reason, Derek Carr can get those 15-plus yard passes out. If these guys catch the ball, you got a different thing. They do have a few pass rushers. And not only that, I'm going to give you another raw thought what people don't think about. 
John Madden passed away. The spirit of John Madden is in the Raiders right now, even if they're in Las Vegas. So anything can happen. But I'm telling you, if the Cincinnati Bengals get past this, I will not be surprised if the, if the bracket sets are right. Let's say, yeah, we Cincinnati, got we got to see who's going to get because they right, 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 right. they recede after right. the round. So right, right. So if they don't have to play Kansas City next week, then I'm looking at a Cincinnati Kansas City AFC Championship. I will say you know, another name you forgot about you didn't mention with the Raiders. You know, to me, it's crazy how I can say he's a poor man's Cooper Cup, but Hunter Renfro might be the best one of the best route yes. burners in the entire NFL. It's not the best. He was on my fantasy team, then I had to get rid of him for a little bit. But yeah, you're right. He is Yeah, the- yeah, you probably you probably crying over that one too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get, so we go, we go to the hold on, let's see. My prediction the six seed in the NFC will make it to the NFC championship game. That's my guy Derek Die Hard Four Nine. He said the four nine is gonna make it to the championship. Rematch between Kansas City 49, Super Bowl 56, and SoFi Stadium the year. I think the rematch will come again. Now, Bucks and Eagles. I don't know if it's interesting or not, but go ahead. You might make this quick. It's crazy. The last team to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Was the Eagles. <laughs> was the Wait. <laughs> no, actually, it was Tennessee did it. The year he left in New England. I saw, yeah, that's, that is true. But yeah, the last Tennessee. time Brady played Philadelphia, he lost to him. Now, Nick Foles is now on the other side of that field. Right. The only way to me that Philadelphia could win this game, going down to Tampa in the warm weather, I know Tampa's got all these issues, and, you know, we, the Antonio Brown thing still is hanging over their head. Mm-hmm. The Eagles going to have to run the football against a right. defense that knows how to stop the run. Mm. Tampa can stop the run with the best of them in the NFL, and Philadelphia struggles to run the football, whether it be Miles Sanders, whether it be Boston Scott, whether it be Brian Westbrook, whether you know, whether it be Keith Byers. I don't know who's back there at half the time in Philadelphia. Whether right, it be right, Jalen right. Hurts. Because Gamewell was back there too for a while. Gamewell. He was on he was on my team for a while, fantasy team. Well, yeah, so I know Game Gamewell Gamewell as well too. But <laughs> Philly's gonna have to run the ball and they're gonna have to find ways to try to light up the secondary of Tampa, which is their weakness on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, their 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 set their weakness on defense is the secondary. Tampa's going to rush the passer. They're going to have to keep a spy on Hurts because Hurts can move, and their spy is one of the better line, better moving linebackers in the league. Uh, and I forgot the kid's name. I just drew a complete blank. Um, middle linebacker, side to side, Devin White. There we go. Devin White's going to be shadowing Jalen Hurts the whole, most of the game. The Eagles cannot get into a scoring fest with the Buccaneers because we all know Tampa can score with just about anybody in the league. Right, right. I Unless... They're gonna need COVID. They're gonna need something. Fill up before <laughs> Philadelphia loses by two touchdowns. Ah. Brady, Brady and company are going to set. They're going to let everybody in the NFC know that this is not just Green Bay's race to the Super Bowl. So I think I think Tampa wins by two touchdowns. Um, I'm going there with you. Um, yeah, this could be a sneaky one. It might catch them off guard, but I think the veteran. Leadership of for, for what people say, the greatest quarterback in football ever, Tom Brady, has enough years under his belt. We all know he's in his 40s to understand and read what Philly is doing. Now, I'm telling you, to get to the Super Bowl, the X factor would have been Antonio Brown. Now, I don't know, even though if you got Grunk, it's okay, cool, but you have got Goodwin and, and Williams. That separates you. Now, that's, that's one thing. But do you add Antonio Brown as your third receiver? That's a mismatch nightmare. But now you don't have him. Now, can I – I'm going to say this. 
They will be Philly. But can I say I'm going to just guarantee them a Super Bowl spot? I don't know. And I'm going to tell you a few things in a few by another team later at the end of the show. What I think, and it's going to be pretty interesting. But beating Philly, bad as I want Philly to win, <clears throat> this is just this is just not the perfect time to play them. First round in Tampa Bay, I don't see the Super Bowl champs going out the first round. I just don't see it. Bad as I want Philly to pull the upset, I just don't see it. Tampa Bay first round. This ain't Tennessee Titans back then and um when he was playing for New England when he didn't have no weapons. Tom really does still have weapons in the backfield, stuff like that, for this team. So I can see them, you're like, not losing this game. This ain't New England where he has to just deal with what he deal with and win. Did Tampa Bay Buccaneers have equipped him with weapons to where he could do what to do? First round exit, I'll be shocked. Do I want it? Raw thoughts? I want Philly to beat him. <laughs> but do I see Philly beating him? I doubt it. So I'm going to leave it at that, Raw Thoughts. I'm going to say, I'm gonna there's, say two na- there's two names you want to look out for. You mentioned Antonio Brown's spot being open. Scotty Miller, Brashard mm-hmm. Perryman. One of those they two. They're Brown, though. They're not Antonio Brown. They're good, but they're not Antonio Listen, Brown. Listen, Scotty Miller saved him in the NFC Championship game last year. Scotty Miller was supposed to be the number three receiver anyway. He's more of a Wes Welker type of receiver, Tom Brady. Perryman can get down the field. I'm not worried about weapons. They they can win without Antonio Brown. I don't think Antonio Brown was a luxury. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm talking about Super Bowl getting over the hump. They need Antonio Brown. The the if if Green Bay still has home field and they're still in the playoffs, I don't see Green Bay rotting their egg in Lambeau this time. Fifty degree weather. Tom Brady's playing that weather. I'm just not afraid of Tampa Bay anymore. Like Tampa Bay, I think to this point. We all know it, Tom Brady's history. Like, Tom Brady will win a Super Bowl in his history, may miss Super Bowl next year. Win a Super Bowl next year, may miss it. Sometimes he may go back to back. One of them, he's going to lose. So, for me, I'm just saying, go, if they got to play in Lambeau this time, in the cold weather, and Lambeau last year was hot, apparently, with all this weather changes in, you know, in, in, in our country. But I just think that this will be different. And I know Tom has, you know, played in a lot of cold weather in New England. They, how should I put it? Raw thoughts, they just don't scare me. I'm more scared of Aaron Rodgers and his wrist. And, see, and that's what bone. makes Tom Brady scary when you don't fear him. <clears throat> right, 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 too. So, but not to mention, you say, you know, the, the cold weather factor. You got to think Gronk's played in it, too. Yeah. You know, Leonard Fournette should be back. By, by the time you get to Green Bay, you'll have Leonard Fournette back. And he'd be hurt. If raw thoughts, I don't know. I'm going to be on my show. He'd get about two carries and be out for the season. <laughs> go you know, ahead, go ahead. But hey, listen. You got, you got Jones, <laughs> and then you know, you got Richard Vaughn. They got players. But by the time you get to the Green Bay, if you're Tampa, you're going to have Leonard Fournette back. Right. And even if he if, even if he gets 12 carries, Leonard Fournette's a big boy. All right. He is that. And he's a low gonna- takedown, so. We're going to go to the next one because I ain't going to hold you up all night. I'm going to say one of the best for last. We're going to go Rams and Cardinals. Division, third time they meet each other. NFC West, which I think personally is the best division in football because this division actually has three teams in the playoffs. San Francisco, Rams, and Cardinals. Who do you go with? And I think the Rams actually have 
home field, which, by the way, SoFi Stadium is where the Super Bowl is going to be at this year. So who are you going with? It's an intriguing game. It's very intriguing. Man, if you look at it, I bet Sean McVay, when he walked in that stadium last Sunday, was like, all right, all we got to do is win. Right. And we'll have we'll have the division. We'll have everything we need. By the time that game was over, he was like, oh, snap. I go from dealing with San Francisco for a third time or for a second time. Now I got to play Arizona for the third time. And they'll have J.J. Watt back. And there's a good chance DeAndre Hopkins will be playing on Sunday, too. On Monday night as well. What I think about this game is, if, if Cam Akers, because they brought Cam Akers back last week against the they 49ers. Did he do Cam anything? Akers I'm just curious. Changes. Just a set of views. Did he do anything? He, you know, you got to think his first game back from the Achilles injury. So I'm not okay, going to. So we're going to leave it. I, I got you. He's basically saying, I ain't going to bash you yet. I ain't going to bash you yet. You're going to say, the 49 shut him down. I get you. I get you. But <laughs> Akers came back from the Achilles injury he had in the in preseason. You know how hard that is to come back from that type of injury? Man, that's serious. I was shocked that he came back. Honestly, I thought I, I did too. Look, stick a I mean, fork in and come back next season. He I must have. He, some, he must be on. The, he must be on some kind of steroids or something. But <laughs> I think with Cam Makers, you have Sony Michelle, you have Henderson, who they just basically buried at this point in the season. Cooper right. Cup. I think the match because because if DeAndre Hopkins is on the field, that's actually going to help Arizona because that way Jalen Ramsey is going to have to guard Hopkins. Which makes it easier for guys like Christian Kirk. Um, it's going to make it easier for A.J. Green. Because because June Bug is going to be stuck on DeAndre Hopkins because you don't want Hopkins to beat you. Arizona's best Bug? way of winning this game is not Ramsey. throwing the football. is James Conner running the football. If Conner could run on the on the Rams' defense, because you know, I think at one point he was leading the NFL in touchdowns, he gets those short yards carries, catches the ball in the backfield, and they let Chase Edmonds, you know, play that little around the way role he does, and let Kyler Murray not have to run. I mm. like Arizona in this game to go to mm. SoFi. Something tells me Matt Stafford will throw an egg in the fourth quarter in torpedo Ram season. No, no, no. You think that? He didn't he do it Sunday? <laughs> Matt Stafford is Matt Stafford might be the best one of the best quarterbacks and most underrated quarterbacks, but Matt Stafford makes mistakes when it counts. He's not used to his pressure. So this is my thing. Like we're like we're like with Ray. That is true. Like he has been to the playoffs in Detroit with Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford. Said they still lost. It was one and done. Um. So you're telling me right now, as you speak, before I even get into my prediction of it. You're saying, like, look, they brought you here for one reason. It's Super Bowl or bus. They traded golf, Super Bowl or bus. And you really, yeah, you won some games at the beginning of the season, but it's time to play the teams that we need to beat. You haven't got the job done. You're saying that Matthew Stafford just doesn't get the job done. I ain't going to lie. As a 49er fan, I was the happiest man in the world. If you was in my household, you would have saw me jumping up and down. The wife even left me. The last two, three minutes, she said, I can't take it because you're too loud. I was mad. But then when I see the rookie, Ambry Thomas, get an exception, and my mom like, okay, Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. He literally underthrew, and people ain't said this. I'm going to say this first. He underthrew Odell Beckham when he broke away. If he leads him out, that may be a touchdown. We don't talk about the 49ers being the playoffs. But like you said, the simple fact, he literally underthrew Odell Beckham. Right. 
So now people say, all right, now, Matthew Stafford, you really underthrew Odell because he was beat. Ricky was beat. But by the fact you underthrew Odell, you led us to lose. Only reason I say good for them that they lost because I was glad it happened because I didn't like how Sherman Bay went out there the first half and no coach. I have never seen a coach run out there after a team scores and on this own. The head coach is literally out there hype. on the end zone. Right, that has never. I never seen that. Maybe I'm he wrong. was like he was like I a hype man it. at a rap concert. Right, you can celebrate his So in my mind, I'm like it's good for him. So after you, the game, it's like wow. I'm like I never. You would never see. Well, we already know that's a dumb moment. It's, Belichick would never do that. You know, if, certain if coaches correct, don't do that. Was that, wasn't the, weren't they ahead at halftime? Yep, 17-3. It wasn't the first loss they suffered right. under McVay when they were right. up at halftime. And the crazy thing is, well, the reason why I'm gonna give I'm gonna give everybody some 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 raw thoughts here, people. Kyle Shanahan was the the man, the genius behind the West Coast offense. Everybody else, Sherman Bay, Matt LaFleur, I'm pretty sure um I forgot my guy name. Robert Salah is running the same thing in, in um in, with the Jets. Like Kyle Shanahan, as in coaches right now, is the master of the West Coast offense in his own world. Do you have everybody like Rich Sangrilla? He came back this year as a quarterback coach. So you have guys who's running something similar to that, but they're still running the same thing. But Kyle Shanahan has to throw it because of Mike Shanahan to run it in multiple ways. Sherman Bay still learning the offense in this way. Um, Matt LaFleur is lucky he has Aaron Rodgers running it. So, you know, the system makes sense. Robert Salah is trying to run it with a young kid, but it's not there. So the system you're running is there. So, you know, as a, a offense coordinator, as a defender, you're going to make adjustments the second half. So my thing is, Sherman Bay, you're happy because you beat the tight end here and there, but you went away from what was working. So I was kind of happy. But the Matthew Stafford thing is crazy because in my mind, like Matthew Stafford could be that it factor. My raw thoughts, I wanted Matthew Stafford. But now seeing these situations, I don't even like Jimmy G sometimes when he make these dumb decisions. What did I, I say about Jimmy G? I San think, Francisco, though. Say it again? I think Stafford's perfect in San Francisco because in LA, he has to win. The, he has to use his arm to win games. In San, San Francisco, Francisco, you got a running game that can win it. Bro. You have the running game. Can you imagine play action with Stafford? And his, and it's way better than Jimmy G. No question. No doubt I mean, about you're, it. You're asking, uh, San, no matter who goes to San Francisco, and I'm sure I'm, sure, I'm surprised to talk so much about the 49ers, is that you don't need to throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game to win in San Francisco. You, it's one of the few places in the NFL that that passing is not passing is much more of a luxury than a necessity. Right. Tennessee, um, Indianapolis. Right, uh, San Francisco, those teams you can win by running the ball first, right, and, and using is, play action to beat you over the top, and that's what makes. Before we let on, I talk about all that, but no, I think I, I have Arizona actually going to LA and, and 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 putting the other LA team out of the playoffs. So what's crazy is, um, Danny is that. For some reason, I thought Larry Fitzgerald was still with Arizona Cardinals, which he's not. He's retired. Do you got you got um, AJ Green? Do you got DeAndre Hopkins? And I was saying to myself early, uh, and they got Fitzgerald. I said, this is a matchup nightmare, but I didn't know that. So <laughs> anyway, shout out again to At the Pure Technology and also the Water H Two Fuel. 
Contact Kendra Walsh at 919-434-3972. I've tasted the water. This water has got me above and beyond COVID. You know, because the raw mind needs to be out here with the raw strength. You know, the website is www.valor.com slash Prissy Inc. And her number again is 919-434-3972. Use the promo code raw mind. Use the promo code raw mind. You get a 15% discount on all products. And these products help you be healthy with your water and get you going. So, um, for me, I'm going to go Rams because sometimes the Cardinals have put up some stinking situations. I think the Rams Sunday. should be able to beat them. Be able to beat right, right, to beat uh, – what's the word for it? I think they should be able to win it so far. They'll win it so far this week. This is where I'm going at with this. Rams, pressure's on you, buddy. You lost 17-3 to Jimmy Garoppolo with a broke thumb or whatever they had him on. He brought – Jimmy Garoppolo literally brought the 49ers back to defeat y'all with his arm on a broke thumb. My pressure is L.A. Rams, all these firings going on. Sean McVay, you lose this week, first round. You either on the hot seat or you fired. And the reason why I'm saying that, and I hate to say this, raw thoughts. You ain't done that since you've been there since the Super Bowl. It's the same thing. You're getting there. You're making it pretty at the beginning of the season, Sean McVay. And then in the season, you're one and done. Like, you went and traded everything to get Matthew Stafford. You're still in the same boat you was with Jared Goff on a first-round level. So the pressure is on you guys to win at home. All those two bowlers there, and if you don't win, it's going to be a situation where we may see a change, and that's what I'm going to root for. You went and got Odell Beckham. You went and got Matthew Stafford. Akers, the kid at Toy ACL, is back now. You got Von Miller. Von Miller. You went and picked up Von Miller. You picked up all these pieces, which make other teams, when you look at it from a GM and owner standpoint, Jacksonville, young. Fangio got a whole team. He got fired. Uh, Flores went on a seven-game winning streak. Still got fired. Nagy, up and down, we get it. Zimmerman has been in playoffs multiple times. He's lost. L.A. Raiders is interim, and we ain't even going to talk about Giants. But what I'm saying is these teams fire good coaches who've been in games, crucial moments, and you think you're just going to sit there, Sherman Bay, and still keep your job? If you don't win this week, I don't even care if it is a division rival. The pressure's on you. So I'm going to go with you this week because you lost San Francisco. But all I know is, Sean McVay, that little dance you did in the end zone last week, because for some reason you feel like you you went, you went against your master and you felt like you are going to win and it, it, it went the other way. If you don't win this week against Arizona, I would not be surprised you'd be on the hot seat or out the door because I think to the point all the moves the Rams had risked. The Rams had literally risked, Danny, some moves that could have kept them draft picks. And if you don't win, they risk these moves because they say we're going to the Super Bowl. And if you don't make it, even if you don't get to the NFC Championship, it's kind of like, you know what, it's time to go. So the next game I'm going to go with now is... Bills and Pacers, which is quite intriguing on both sides. Go first. So, in this game, this is the worst matchup that the Patriots could have asked for in the playoffs. Mm. Because the Patriots' strength is running the ball. 
and making Matt Jones not make mistakes. Now you got to go to Buffalo mm-hmm. where you'll know what kind of weather you're dealing with on, on Saturday night. The Bills are at home, and it's going to be a rowdy environment. Is this this wasn't the game that Bill Belichick wanted? I think Belichick wanted Cincinnati to be honest with you in the playoffs. He Ooh. wanted that five spot. He wanted his hands on. He wanted to blitz Joe. You think, could, you think the Patriots could have beat Cincinnati? Yes, because it's not a cold weather game, and Mac mm. Jones can make enough plays. And you got to think Belichick is smart enough to take away deep, take away all, uh, the opposing team's offense. Belichick mm. and he's got he's got some studs on defense. And New England's defense is still a top-five defense, so I think they would have done some damage against the Bengals. The problem is, I don't like this matchup for either team. Buffalo can't run the football. Their lead rusher in most cases is Josh Allen. If the weather is bad, does how much does that affect Stephon Diggs getting down the field and, and Gabe Davis and um, Cole Beasley? How does that affect the passing game? Right. This is going to be an ugly game on Saturday night. I don't expect much points to be scored in this one. Now, will it be as bad as that Monday night game they had earlier this season, which was flat-out horrible to watch? It won't be as bad as that, as long as the weather's not that bad. I, I think the Bills win a hard-fought physical game. I think they. I think the Bills' defense will get to Mac Jones. Jones doesn't have playmakers on wideout. His best playmaker is Hunter Henry. And he's not running past anybody. All right? Jacoby Myers... Um, I forgot who the rest of the receivers are, and that's the real question. You, Kendrick James Bourne, White, played with San Francisco. You know, year. you don't have a deep threat down the field, and for a rookie quarterback, you got to have somebody that's going to take the pressure off you. I think the Bills win. I don't like this matchup either way. I'll watch it, but this is the game I'm least looking forward to. <laughs> you know what? And I agree. I think this Bills team comes down to is what. A guy used to tell me about the Cowboys a few years ago. Star power. Not necessarily necessarily star power, because it's not a star power game. I just think the Bills have better playmakers with Singletary, um, Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, who's been in the Super Bowls, who's been around with a lot of experience as a wide receiver. I just think when when it's all said and done, the Bills just have it. Don't get it twisted. Bill Belichick is a mastermind and a genius. But sometimes you always got to put up. They have really cuddled Matt Jones all year, put him in situations where Josh McDaniels have called correct plays to make him feel pressure. Now yet those plays are cuddled to like, we ain't going to put you under pressure. We're just going to do this and let these guys make plays. This playoff time, baby. Sean McDermott has been in, Super, in, in the Super Bowl before, although he played against the Broncos. He's been there. Josh Allen is a very mobile quarterback. Emmanuel Sellers, Diggs. So you got playmakers, like, literally, it's going to come to a point no matter whatever play you, no matter what you play or call on defense, it comes down to can your player stop this athletic or great player? And I don't think... The Patriots have that. I think the, the Patriots, Patriots defense feel, will have to make plays to right. make the field short for Mac Jones. If they, if they do they that, plays, they, they, if they do that, then Joshua Daniels will have the perfect play call to beat the Bills. But if they don't, it's over. Because like he can call all those simple plays. It's easy to it's easy for you to call simple plays when your defense is dominating the whole game. And it puts your quarterback under press now. If let's say the Bills go up by two touchdowns, that's when everything takes away. Now you're going to ask yeah, me I, for that. 
I think said I think the Bills defense because Josh Allen can be really erratic at times. You he force can. Josh Allen to make mistakes, and you keep this a low scoring game into the into the late third, early fourth. Right. It just takes all it takes is one or two plays, and guess what? Bill Belichick's got something for you. And, and Bill Belichick at Josh is big at it. He's big at it, it definitely. And then the and question feel- for Josh Allen is: Are you an elite quarterback in this NFL? Are you <laughs> third year, right? Listen, they're putting Josh Allen as a top five quarterback, but is he a third year quarterback? Third or fourth year? Mm-mm-mm. Now, here we go. The game of the week. I left it there because I felt like I got a lot to say, and I know you got a lot to say, and I want to leave it for last. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Dallas Cowboys. The floor is yours before I take over. <laughs> I'll, I'll say like this. The Cowboys didn't want the 49ers because the 49ers did the one thing the Cowboys can't really do very well, which is run the football. Elijah Mitchell, when he's healthy, Debo Samuel, Jeff Wilson Jr., the 49ers can run the ball down Dallas's throat. As good as Dallas has been on defense, the rush defense has been a problem. Okay, it's good. it is what it is. So that means you're going to have to force the 49ers. you got to stop the 49ers the first second down from running the football because the Niners will run a first and second down with no problem. They have no problem doing it. You cannot, your, your best corner, which is Trevon Diggs, who leads NFL interceptions, you can't put him on an island with Debo Samuel because Kyle Shanahan will not allow you to do that. Because Samuel is going to be in the slot. He's going to be playing out wide. He's going to be in the backfield. You're going to have to use, some, you're going to probably have to put Diggs on Brandon Ayuk, which is fine. Trevon Diggs let the NFL interceptions, but you also gave up over a thousand yards in the air <laughs> to wide receivers as well. You can't be the best quarter in the league where you're giving up a thousand yards when people are throwing on you. So it's like a catch twenty-two. Now San Francisco's problem is Dallas can score with the best of the NFL. Dallas can put up points, and San Francisco does not want to go point for point with the Dallas Cowboys. Right. The Cowboys have too many weapons. You talk about weapons-wise. We're talking Amari Cooper. We're talking, you know, CeeDee Lamb. We're talking Schultz. You're talking Zeke. You're talking Tony Pollard. I think Wilson, Cedric Wilson as well, yeah. too. Who had a really huge game against, really the, against the, the Eagles on uh, on Saturday night last week. They have the offensive line. The real question is, what what is it going to be? If Kyle Shanahan controls the football and San Francisco runs 40 to 45 times and keeps that time possession, I'd say at least almost 2-1 to one and keep Dallas off the field, the 49ers have every chance to win. But if Randy Gregory and Michael Parsons, who's my defensive rookie of the year, if they, and they start pass rushing, Demarcus Lawrence starts pass rushing Jimmy G with that thumb, and you're forcing Jimmy G to, to win the game with the arm, San Francisco has a chance. San Francisco will go home at that point. But Debo Samuel to me isn't okay. So I don't know if you guys play NHL on the Xbox, and I have it. They have what they call X factors in the game. Mm-hmm. Normally, when you think of the word X factor, it is okay. This guy is a key guy. I'm looking at the X factor is as a game breaker. The 49ers have one of those guys. Debo Samuel is a game breaker. He's one. He's he's one of the few guys in the league that can touch the ball at any point in time and can make something special happen from almost anywhere on the field. There are very few guys, I'm not counting quarterbacks in the league, that can touch the ball anywhere and something can happen. They have one of those guys. 
the 49ers need Brandon Ayuk, and they need they need to find George Kittle. Lord knows George Kittle needs to be found. I think this is a George Kittle game, but go ahead, go ahead. They need George. They, <clears throat> they need a hundred yard game from George Kittle. They're going to need about maybe sixty five to seventy receiving yards from Brandon Ayuk, and Debo needs about about a good one hundred and fifty to one hundred and seventy five total yards. They're going to have to keep a time possession to get this game. I just worry that if Dallas looks like they did on Saturday and starts scoring points early, this isn't the Rams. All right, right. seventeen. You're not going to you're not going to be able to hold if Dallas has seventeen points in the first two two uh, quarter and a half. I damn sure know they're not going to end up with twenty four for the whole game. Right, McCarthy will put his foot to the metal and keep scoring points. I've been going back and forth about who's going to win this game because Debo Samuel is really just that good of a player to change so much. But, man, Jimmy G's thumb is busted. It is busted. The Both teams can pass rush. I'm going to take the Cowboys, and this will be the best game of the entire week. Like, this game will come down to, I think, the final possession. Prescott can score the final possession, but I think the, the Cowboys' defense will find a way to get to Jimmy G. This will end Jimmy G's saga in San Francisco. Francisco, It will end in Dallas before Trey Lance takes the 49ers to the next level next year. I think Trey Lance will, I'm going to say my raw thoughts, Trey Lance will make the impact the same way Colin Kaepernick made that impact when he took the job in San Francisco. He's going to have that. I, I can see that. For me. But Cowboys went 31-27. That's a close game. That's just like the Vegas people. Like all, I was looking at all the Vegas points, spreads. Every other team had a big lead. This is the only team that had like negative three. I'm still trying to figure out somebody going to help me get into the Vegas spread. Because I feel <laughs> like I'm about to win big on this game. Because I'm going opposite. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you now. Dallas is phenomenal, and I'm telling people who are going to listen to this. I'm going to say this earlier because this is going to be screenshot or whatever. Dallas is phenomenal. They can score the football with the best of anybody when they're great, but they have their inconsistent times. That is great. Could be a top five, top ten quarterback. When he's great, he's something similar to Jimmy G. Jimmy G could be great when Jimmy G is great, but like you said, Jimmy G's thing is busted. What separates this game, and that's why I was so pumped, and you was telling me I was sound like a, a WWE promo, which I'm trying to get on there. I hope they find me because I'll be the best manager. I'll be better than Paul Heyman. But anyway, the the Cowboys pass rush is good. But I'm trying to let's let, I'm gonna go to form viewers right now. Pass rush, pass rush, and run stop is completely different. The 49ers. It's a bad matchup for the Cowboys because if the 49ers can run the football, they take Dak off the field, it's going to yep. be a long night for the Cowboys because they got to be able to stop the run. And this ain't no normal run. You just hand off the ball. The 49ers do a lot of misdirection, zone. They send receivers in motion. And soon as Parsons, the rookie, looks at that kid in motion. Now think about this. Elijah Mitchell in the backfield. But like you said earlier, Debo Samuel is a game-changing guy. If you see Debo Samuel coming in motion, the first thing he's asking about, that's Debo. Three things can happen with Jimmy G on a bad thumb. Hand off to Elijah Mitchell, 
make teams be scared because we see Debo Samuel going in motion. All eyes is like Tupac. The song, all eyes on me. As soon as he go in motion, everybody eyes is on Debo because they feel like he, he may catch the snap or he may hand off the snap. Or in that situation because you're so afraid of Debo Samuel going in motion. And most of the time the 49ers do the motion and they say hit, hot. They do it while they in motion. So, therefore, it freezes the linebacker, whoever, which Kyle Shanahan is very great at. I don't say too much about Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is great at taking away your best player and making him focus on something. So, if you see Debo saying you're going in motion, for example, he may go in motion and go to the other side. He may go in motion and go to the backfield. Now you're thinking he may run the ball. He may run the ball, which leads the other corners like Trayvon Diaz, George Kittle is what you said. Maybe the X factor for me. I feel like Jules Kittle is not, if not the best, the top two tight end in football. So now you leave him open because you're so afraid of Debo. Now you put the other linebackers or other players on an island to figure out how you're gonna get it. So if they hike the ball, Jim G the bad thumb, you got all those options you got to deal with, and you say to yourself, Man, what's going on? And for a rookie, great as Michael Parsons has played. You got a situation where you're going to be in a situation where you got to read so many things at one time. One eye this way, the other eye that way. That's going to be a headache because even though Ayuk is not the best player, now you have a field day with Ayuk. The kid from Tennessee, Jawan Jennings has been playing flat out great lately for some reason. Now you got to figure out who can go on Kittle because everybody's option is, I'm pretty sure, in the – in the Cowboys locker room, how are we going to stop 19? How are we going to stop 19? They probably never mind. don't even care about nobody else. And that's what's going to hurt the Cowboys, focusing so much on Debo that these other playmakers, the 49ers lead the league in yak yards, most of the NFL between Ayuk, Kittle, and, and Debo. My thing is the, 40, the Cowboys are dangerous on offense, but everybody talk about the pass rush. Only thing I'm afraid of is if the 49ers don't have to be in a pass in a I got to get the ball in Jimmy G's hands and make him throw the ball the whole game. Raw thoughts. I'm standing here first, Danny. Cowboys going to lose. But if you have to force Jimmy G throw the ball 20, 30, how many times? It can go 50-50 up in there. just hope Jimmy G just does well. But if it comes to a point where the 49ers can rush the ball, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys – well, in the 20s when it comes to stopping the run. And that's a problem because you have multiple options. I just named one play. I don't know what Kyle Shanahan going to die. He can run in motion. It may not even go to Debo. It may go to Elijah Mitchell. Run in motion. May have Parsons thinking about Debo. May toss it to Debo. Run in motion. May not go to him. Parsons looking at that. Might have a pop pass to Kittle. Like, I'm just naming So I don't even know what type of formation it's going to be. But I'm saying... The Cowboys, this is a bad, bad, bad matchup for the Cowboys. If this is Aaron Rodgers and them, you know, you're not scared of the run with Dylan in the backfield for the for the Green Bay Packers. You're scared of Adams and Aaron Rodgers' ability to win games. If it's the Bucs, you're really not scared of Fournette. But the Kyle Shanahan can literally, if he does right, can beat the Cowboys with his mastermind. Mike McCarthy loves to throw the ball. Mike McCarthy likes to be scared. They didn't beat Mike McCarthy several Mike, times. Mike several McCarthy times. might outcoach himself and get them eliminated. Right. Timeout. Right. He's, and that's now you got Kellen Moore and him. So if that happens, that's what I think. When I was pumped up the other day, 
I was pumped up for one because I'm off COVID. And two, I'm pumped up because I'm saying to myself, this is a perfect matchup. Because I seen all year long watching the Cowboys play every team, win or lose, they can't stop the run. What the 49ers do? They run the damn ball, raw thought, 60 damn times just to win. If if, if they run the football, that if they run the football 40 times, I think if they hit the 40, the 40 rush mark in that game. They're gonna. I think they have a, a high, like a, a high, like eighty to ninety percent chance of winning that game because you don't want Jimmy G throwing thirty five. You don't want Jimmy G throwing as many times like he did Sunday. No way. Because you're asking, you're asking for Trevon Diggs and that secondary to make plays, and they can make plays when needed. You, you know. But I think the one thing with Dallas is that the Cowboys' offense looks really good, and which means if they're throwing the ball, that means you're not worried about Ezekiel Elliott. Or big play Tony Pollard. Because when Pollard comes in that game, he's running the football. He's getting six yards, it seems like, every time he touches the football. Right. You know, as a change of pace back. Zeke might be slowing down, but Pollard is slow, is, is getting faster. So you have that nice, I would say, the, like the thunder and lightning right, type right, of right. idea with, with Run Zeke. Rende Barber. Yeah, I got you. I, I, I guess say, I just Barber. I just wonder in this game, Man, Debo has taken a lot of responsibility. He's taken a lot of hits all year. He does so much. I'm just worried that if you don't get enough from any from other players, like I said, George Kittle needs to have a 100-yard game, including a couple of big plays down the field. Ayuk needs to show up. You mentioned Jennings. Like I said, I know I have the Cowboys win this game, but if San Francisco wins this game on, Saturday, on Sunday afternoon, I wouldn't be surprised. This is the one game... Out of all the matchups, it's to me it's back and forth. Like it's I don't, I wouldn't matchup. be surprised either way. Who wins? And I, I want to tell you another thing that makes it interesting, which I know Kyle is probably at home right now because they have practice tomorrow officially. Dialing up some of his thinking. Him and Dan Quinn coached for years. Dan Quinn's defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, so they kind of know each other. So he probably thinking about what Dan gonna dial. But I'm gonna tell you the X factor in this game, which is gonna be quite interesting to me. It's not even necessarily Kyle Shanahan, the offense, like you said. Everybody you name, you know, Cowboys are going to be phenomenal offense. But I'm going to tell you that the most intriguing thing that hasn't happened and that hasn't seen. DeMarco Ryan's as a defense coordinator might be the MVP because he never faced a DeMarco Ryan's defense. You don't know what you're getting with DeMarco Ryan's. I ain't going to lie. DeMarco Ryan's disguises everything into the last part where you snap the ball. You may think you're rushing. And you calling that a cadence or audible before you know it, they backing up at pass coverage. The 49ers secondary is not good at all. But what what makes that team good is disguising the coverage. You can be cover two, cover three, man to man. You really don't know until you snap the ball. And that's what has made the 49ers actually be in games because of DeMarco Ryan's ability to disguise a blitz or a coverage, but and you're going to need. History. But you're going to need to get to Dak. You, Bosa, I, right? Is going, I'm not Bosa worried about that. Go ahead. Have go to ahead. get. They're going to have to pressure Prescott. They, Dak, they they will do that. I think with them, they'll pressure Bosa, Armstead. He even got Arden Key got six, seven sacks, and he's a backup. We got the kids Streeter from out of Greenville, North Carolina, doing good. Now Kinlaw's been out. You're going to have to pressure Dak. Because if Dak has time to throw the football, you mentioned how your secondary isn't that is isn't that good, right? 
the receivers for Dallas corners. Let me repeat that corners. But now Mosley's came back, but Jaquise Tart and Ward are good. Let's let's rephrase that. I think you'll see a lot of CD Lamb, not only outside. I think you'll see him in the slot some. I think they'll move Wilson around. If Dak has a clean pocket because Schultz can get down the center of the field, expect him to run a lot of routes, a lot of like crossing routes. The Niners can be in trouble if Prescott gets a clean pocket the majority of the game because Dak will pick them apart. Yeah, yeah, no question. He'll pick them apart. So I guess that's that's why it's so hard. But like I said, it's going to be a good – I mean, like I said, it's a game. I'll be home. I'm not going to miss that one. Like I'm going to tell you now, raw thoughts, 49ers by 10 or more. Ryan, if they if they if they go well, listen if if they win that game by ten points or more, I'll change my profile picture. Look to Debo Samuel. Look, changing Debo Samuel and don't worry, I'm coming to Norfolk. We're gonna have something to eat. Listen, you hear the people listen, on the podcast. I cut a Debo and he's gonna take care of dinner. Yes, you are more, more than welcome to come up here. I got I got <laughs> we got some seafood places we'll go check I out. I already know you. I told you before off air, my family lives there, so no oh, worries. We, we this is a bet. You hear this first, people. You heard it live. If the 49ers win by 10 or more, seafood on Danny Thompson for me, baby. I'm on the way. We'll pick a date. All I know is that if they don't win by 10, the next time we drive to Tarboro, I got you. We go go through Tarboro to get to Florida. My wife and I. (laughs) We know where to come find you. No words. You have my word. So it's a bet. You heard it first. Danny Thompson. On iHeartRadio or even live on Facebook, we win by ten or more, ten or more, or vice versa. I'll, I'll keep we'll like, ten or more, so ten counts. Yeah, ten. So I say, I say ten because I feel like the Forty Nine is gonna stall the ball, man. I just, I feel Listen, like the Forty Nine is gonna stall it. Like I said, I mean, I, like I, said, <laughs> I, I, I believe they can win, but I don't think it's double digits. I don't think, I don't think neither ten team wins by double digits on Sunday. And, and which that's a fair one because I know everybody else winning, but that's my um. Fun because if I say not double digits, nobody's gonna accept this. So I felt like if I say double digits, you're gonna accept. You say, okay, let's win. I think the 49ers gonna win by six or seven. You might say, well, you know, that's a possibility. I mean, but I mean, but you ain't gonna take it. You say Dallas, well, you did, I think Dallas is favorite. You can say Dallas, Dallas. is negative three, Las Vegas, which everybody else is favored by 10 or more. So when you say that, so when I hear that and I hear people say that in your mind, you probably like. Ooh, yep. that's a close bet in Las Vegas, boy. So, I mean, Las Vegas ain't even afraid. Las Vegas kind of scared of the yep. scenario. So, that's why I said 10. Because that's what I'm going to go with when I go put my bet in it in, in um, Las Vegas. So, when I hit I the mean, lottery. Listen, North Carolina, I don't think North Carolina has done sports betting yet, have they? They don't. I have to have to do something different, raw thoughts for um, that. Bro. Yeah, because I know Virginia has it now. Virginia has sports betting now. I need to um, figure that out, but we're uh that's that's another time for another day. Yeah, uh, that, that, we can take that off air. <laughs> yeah, so they say raw thoughts, Danny man. I appreciate you. Appreciate PHP Eastern North Carolina. Call my guy Philip nine one nine seven three eight five one one. Excuse me nine one nine seven three eight one five zero seven. Email Philip Lamprin at gmail dot com. Also, his website is. One more time, make sure I got it right so I can say it like I need to say it. Lampron, L-A-M-P-R-O-N, for the number four, not the, the word for, 
L-A-M-P-R-O-N, number four, life.com. And he'll talk to you about your life insurance. Shout out to At The Pure Technology and H2 Fuel Contact, Kendra Walson, 919-434-3972. Or visit her website at www.valoraV-O-L-L-A-R-A.com slash Prissy, P-R-I-S-S-I-N-K. And she'll give you a discount on Active Pure Technology, this healthy fuel, and also the things that keep the sickness out your out your world. And also, my main girl, Essential Collections, Monica Ritz. Essential Collections, Monica Ritz. We have her website is www.essentials, E-S-C-E-N-T-U-A-L-S-C-O-L-L-E-C. T-I-O-N dot square S-Q-U-A-R-E dot site. Use the promo code RAWMIND and you'll get a discount on all her bath products and beauty products. So let it, I'm telling you, Valentine's Day is coming up. So you guys who want to smell good and get you a little lubby-dubby, you know, you need to hit her up because uh, she's going to make sure you get a good night. And you know what I mean? I ain't got to explain myself. Raw thoughts. We all know there a you good go. night. Also, subscribe to RawMindSports.com rawmindsports.com and you know all podcast players Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Google Podcasts iHeartRadio those places you go to Raw Mind Sports, Raw Mind Sports you'll see this podcast here tonight they're available for you guys and last but not least it was an amazing show Danny Thompson I appreciate you now we're going to go with plug in your links <laughs> you know, Ryan, they said me and Ryan, we, we was on a pod a while, uh, uh, a live stream a while ago, and we had talked about, you know, jumping on and doing this. So it's been about four months in the making, and, you know, it's always a, it's, it's a pleasure to come on your side of the world, you know, and, and not having to host a show. But you can catch me on Twitter at Danny, D A N N Y, number three Thompson on Twitter. Um, you can also follow me, man, um, my show, which is Sports Insight 757 with Jay Lee and the crew. Is on Saturday mornings on ninety six five uh, FM or eight fifty AM in in the Norfolk Virginia area. If you're not in the Norfolk Virginia area, and you download the Sports Radio eight fifty app, you can listen to the show. We are nationwide. Mm. We're uh, fifty thousand watts, so we can extend all the way 50, down to South Carolina. Yeah, we fifty thousand in the building. I'm here with a celebrity. You see how they see how people do you, man? Nah, no celebrity over here. Um, <laughs> but also, I said, like I said, you can check out my work. Um, on the three point conversion.com, I am the senior NBA writer over there. Uh, we really um, cover the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I'm pretty much everywhere nowadays. Now, I'm also a social media manager for the radio station as well, too. So, um, like I said, Ryan, it is a pleasure to do your show, bro. Now, man, just know that we come in, or when you come up here, lunch is on you because I know. Ah! <laughs> Hey, no worries, no worries. So yeah, but we, we, we got to do this again, bro. I mean, like I said, it's it's a it's different, you know, when you're on people that you consider family show, right. because once the bat signal comes out, when you're family, I'll answer that bat signal with no problem. Man, all love here, man. It's all love. I believe bro. you begin everything with love, you end everything with love. But before we go, how do you feel about the Charlotte Hornets since you covered the Charlotte Hornets? They do good last night against Milwaukee. How do you feel? I want to get your thoughts before we get off. Because I don't want to talk NBA, but that's your thing. 
you know, you know, with the Hornets right now, last night was a, they beat the Bucks for the second time in three nights. I mean, they beat the Bucks oh, at home. Let's be go back Hornets. For some reason, the Hornets somehow like they play at a different level with Milwaukee of all teams. Um, you know, the Hornets should have an All Star. I think Lamelo Ball is going to be an All Star this year. He's he's made the franchise watchable. You know, you're you're seeing the jerseys everywhere. Is it watchable because of his daddy or because of just necessarily him? I think because all the brand has a, 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 a like a, a unique market that forces it's the you. fact that like, he, he's a, he's twenty years old. He's a youthful kid. He's exciting. He's more than just the. He's not a flashy. He's a flashy passer, right. but he's much more than that. You know, we're seeing much more of his game evolve. He's become a really good three point shooter. Uh, he's become a three point shooter, but he's made everybody else better. Miles mm. Bridges is about to get paid because mm-hmm. of Lamelo Ball. Terry mm. Rozier got a ninety million dollar deal because he's Lamelo Ball's catch and shoot guy. Kelly Oubre is having the best season of his career. We, we, we I wish him hope he comes back from COVID, nice and he- nice, safe and healthy. You know, it's not. And the Hornets are the worst defensive team in the NBA. So why I mean, but why is why is that a good thing? Because they're the second highest scoring team in the league. So you know when they play, points are getting second scored. highest team in the NBA, worst defensive team in the NBA. Quite interesting, right? So, right. but points are being scored. Like you're gonna, you're gonna. It's not. This is not '90s basketball. You're watching with the, with this Charlotte Hornets team. Like there's not gonna be no '87, '85 games. No, they're putting up 120 on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the talent to be a playoff team. They're not a championship team. At this point, they still got a bunch of holes to fill. But, you know, Ryan, when you watch these guys play, they're youth, they're young. They're young, they're hungry. And, man, like I said, just watching Ball last night, you know, he struggled in the first half and then scored 18 in the second half. He hits a floater to close the game out in the post-game press conference. He considers his left-hand floater like it's coming from Jesus and just point, looks at his hand. You just see <laughs> stuff like that. You see these guys just having fun. And... If you're a Hornets fan, the last what is the last time we saw the franchise having fun? Right, we're going back almost twenty plus years. And we think about the GM, the owner, Jordan. For what people say is a dog, he goes at it like he don't want to see nobody smiling and giggling because like he won championships. Like you ain't won nothing. What you smiling about? But you know, know? but Jordan as an owner, I think the fact of he Jordan's older, so he's not playing on the court nowadays. Right. You know, I think he's start. You know, he's he's allowing the kids to be kids, and, and James Borrego is one of the best developmental coaches in the NBA. He gets a lot of flack from Hornets fans, from some parts of the Hornets fans, but he's mm. an outstanding developer of talent. You know, like I said Bridges has gotten better under his watch. We've seen Cody Martin go from a guy that wasn't drafted to a complete weapon on his offense. Devontae mm. Graham got a fifty million dollar deal. You know, he's a local boy. Devontae's local. Yeah, player. he's from out of Raleigh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he was a, a second-round pick, but because under Borrego, got a $50 million deal from New Orleans in the offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, Jalen McDaniels. The Hornets have had a really good stretch of run with Borrego as a developmental coach, and right. now they're starting to see the, roots of, the fruits of it. You know, Gordon Hayward, you know, came as a veteran, and there's still holes, but they're exciting, you know. Not a championship team, but they're going to give teams problems. If they get in the playoffs, they're going to be some problems for whoever they play in that first round. And it's crazy. The Charlotte market is a weird market. Like, you're not going to see, like, KD or LeBron or Melo 
Bad as they are with a Jordan brand, well, Melo Westbrook over the Jordan brand, Chris Paul over the Jordan brand. You just don't see them like if they do come home, it's just the principal like I'm home. I just want to play for home. But by that time, they might be just pretty much done and their career is over type of thing. Like you want to see them come here and take the Charlotte Hornets to the championship, but the market overall is like, I don't know. I don't think they it's growing. Of- I think people are, the fan base is growing. You know, we look at the first all-star returns, LaMelo's in the top five in all-star voting at guards, Miles Bridges in the top eight in fan mm. voting. So, the, you know, you're, the, you're going to see him on sports center at least once or twice a week. LaMelo doing something the other night, he caught a pass in midair and threw it behind his back, half from half court, and hit Mason Plumley. Literally, I mean, he's right, he has a lot of like the Panthers. So th- that's what I was saying. Like, so for them, like seeing these kids grow and do what it is, like that's that's just perfect. Because like you want to, you know, grow it, but you know, at the same time, it's just appreciative. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I appreciate Charlotte and, and what they're doing and. Knowing they have something, they have a barrier to cross to still be there, but at the same time, it's happy. I would love it, so I, I have nothing against Charlotte, so I'll be happy. It's the it's the point now, Ryan. Where if I, I two years ago, I would tell you stay at home or watch the game mm. on TV, but now because I said I know the district Charlotte Tarbor, I know that I know that drive. Right. I would tell you this: if you want to take your kids to a game, this will be the team to go take them to go see. No, 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 no question. Because like the wifey, her family already live in Charlotte. So, but for you, you, you as a guy, the Hornets are a very entertaining team. Now it's let's make the playoffs, figure out what we have. We've made the playoffs, and then let's take it to the next level. Like they're they're still two years. I think they're a year or two away, mm-hmm. and a move or two away mm-hmm. from saying, okay, we're a definite top four team consistently year in year out. We have a superstar point guard, and now we're going to make noise. There's still a move or two away, and I would say about a year or two away from us saying Charlotte is to the point where we're as good as the 92-93 Hornets. Oh! So we yeah, we we getting there. We peaking. We're getting close to that LJ Zoe level in the early oh, part of the Oh, Muzzy Bowles in there. Listen, that's, oh! my, that's my team. That's like 92-93. Man, it's still to me not the best Hornets team of all time because I will say 2000-2001, the year they lost to Milwaukee. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 90, yeah, 2000 was the year they lost to Milwaukee uh, in the conference final, semifinals. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the best Hornets team of all time. But I can debate that with anybody on another night. But like I said, but yeah, the Hornets are exciting. And, you know, that's something we can take an NBA pod and do that another day. Man, with that being said, I appreciate you up here, Danny Thompson. With that being said, that's Raw Thoughts from Ryan. And as I can say, we out. Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition.